My guest on this week's episode of Susan Search is Ash Nalawala, Enterprise Senior SEO Specialist and author of the new book, Accidental SEO Manager. Ash is a 20-year digital marketing veteran, an in-demand conference presenter, author, and blogger. Ash is a moderator at the Webmaster World Forum and an active personality on social media. I caught up with Ash to discuss his new book, which is the first in a three-part series. The interesting thing about Accidental SEO Manager is that it's not really a book about how to do SEO. You won't find tips about how to do technical SEO or keyword research or write schema. This book is for someone who has become an SEO manager on accident. It's about the job of running an SEO department if you have little understanding of how to do SEO. How does someone become an SEO manager on accident? What tips can I share to hold the SEO team accountable? How do you hire the right mix of people to perform SEO? I'm going to ask Ash these questions and many more. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Ash Alwala. We'll talk about how he decided to write not only one book, but three. We'll spend a little time talking about how to discuss SEO with the C-suite. And we'll also talk about why SEO practitioners should buy this book for their managers. Ash, welcome to Susan Search. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, weather's fine in Toronto. And I'm enjoying a bit of summer because uh, back in Melbourne, Australia, it's uh, still winter and it's pretty cold there. So I'm having a bit of sun. So here I am. Well, you picked a good time to come to North America and to Toronto, one of my favorite cities. So. Um, and, and it's a good time for us to talk because you've just come out with a new book, The Accidental SEO Manager. Uh, what I understand is this will be this is the first of what will be three books. So yes. I wanted to start there. It's, it's hard enough to write one book. Uh, you you must be a glutton for punishment. You're going to write three of these things. Uh, you know, give our audience a sense of the project and what topics will be covered in each book. The manuscript started as one book. And I have a good friend who is a former CEO of a couple of NASDAQ-listed companies. And he's the kind of person who gives frank feedback. And he told me, Ash, if you mention SEO on the cover, no CEO or C-suite person is going to pick it up. Okay. <laughs> so I said, well, what should I do? And he said, uh, well... Um, I, I can't tell you what to do, but um, change the title. And I had to think about that. And so what I decided was my audience was never SEOs themselves. It was meant to be for an SEO to hand to their manager because there is no or there is very little how to do SEO content inside. It's got a lot of topics that are short perhaps uh, three topics to, in, on some pages, because the whole point is that the manager just needs to know the high level basics and their specialist, whether it's a consultant agency or in-house person can tell them more about it if they are really interested. So I was struggling with this dilemma. Um, so I thought, well, the easiest thing is to pull out some content that was meant to be for the C-suite which is book three. Hmm. I pulled out topics that were going to be of interest to a C-suite person that didn't mention the word SEO on the cover, at least. Mm -hmm. So I called that book tentatively untapped. Okay. Today, I'm not too sure that it'll stay that way. I might change the title because 
one of my findings, um, a bit of soul searching on this journey has been, what is the reason for publishing the book? In my case, um, I'll be 70 this year, so I, I'm probably the oldest SEO on the planet. <laughs> and I want to leave a legacy. Um, I work mostly in large companies. I've done a bit of agency side, a bit of consulting, but mostly large corporations in Australia. And what I've found is SEO is treated as a tick-in-the-box exercise as long as there is some person sitting on a chair um, with a SEO stamp on their head, uh, they're happy. Right. The problem is that not every SEO sitting in that chair is the best fit for that company. So I wanted to cover some of these topics. Um, there was the other concern that because the C-suite doesn't really get SEO, they may not be funding it appropriately or the position may not be high enough in the food chain for the SEO to be able to be effective. There's little point in the SEO doing something after, after they've been told that the, a new website's being launched today. Uh, that's an extreme case, but I'm sure that happens to some unfortunate SEOs. I also wanted to tell the C-suite that an online business could bring in 30 to 60% of their revenue. Therefore, SEO deserves a lot more attention from the C-suite. So I've pulled, us, pulled out chapters that talk about uh, the value in, in revenue terms that SEO can bring. What is the cost of not doing SEO properly? What does an increase in one position in the ranking could possibly mean? I've been asked that very question to justify a purchase in the past. So I've tried to bring those elements into the third book. I see. Okay. Now the question, the, the obvious question, so what's the second book? Yeah. The first book therefore talks about everything the accidental SEO manager needs to know. And this accidental manager typically in a corporation has no SEO background. They've come through many channels. They might be a marketer, they might be a product person. Um, and they arrive and discover that one of their responsibilities is SEO. Mm -hmm. Therefore, book one is aimed at them. But I did not want to leave certain technical topics in the first book because it might scare them. <clears throat> topics such as Core Web Vitals, um, lighthouse and some of the detailed topics that come within it, I've tried to pull out and put them in book two. Therefore, book two and three uh, are currently shelves that need to be fleshed out so they become freestanding and meaningful on their own. Ideally, it would be great if someone bought all three but uh, they need to be freestanding. So that's a very quick yeah. rundown of what's in books two and three. Wonderful. Well, wonderful. Well, let, let's start there. I think the, one of the things that was interesting about what you just said was that, yeah, 
you, you wrote a book with SEO in the title, but it's not really about how to do keyword research or technical SEO or um, it, it's about the actual job of, of running these departments. So somebody really who, who doesn't know very much about SEO at all uh, could pick up this book and understand things better. You know, what, one of the things that I really liked is that insight that, that you, you had. Uh, you, you've latched on to something that I think we all talk about. You know, it's, this is like the conversation at the at the bar, at the hotel, at the conference, but it's not one of the conference presentations is how to how to make uh, a more meaningful uh, you know, pitch to the C-suite or to the person who's managing you uh, about how important your job is. I, I wonder if I could probe a little bit further you know, like what, what problem did you notice that, that you were really trying to solve with this book? And, um, and I just thought that that choice of not having it be a bunch of tactical stuff or things to do things about how to do SEO, how to perform SEO was, was one I, I thought was very interesting. And I think it is, uh, it is something that we talk about a lot. Uh, it just doesn't get as much attention as I think some other things in SEO. So it's fair enough that the manager doesn't need to know which tools are needed mm -hmm. um, at a detailed level. They might need to know how much the tool costs and why they should select this tool over another, simply so that they can justify it to their manager. How yeah. to operate the tool and those details are of no concern to the manager. So I've not gone into that level of detail, yeah. but as an example, these days, entities are more important than the individual keywords. And some managers may be quite aware of the fact that certain money terms need to rank number one. But my approach has been uh, for at least 10 years now to look at groups of keywords. Before we started calling, calling them entities, I was calling them keyword groups. So I look at a product. So I've worked in a couple of banks or three banks and uh, some insurance companies. Therefore, I would say a product such as a home loan is an entity and it doesn't have just one keyword that's simply home loan. That's just mm -hmm. too basic. It might have 20 or 50 keywords that describe that entity and I measure visibility at the group level. So I look at um, what's the average ranking of 20 keywords and what's the score. So I'm comparing uh, performance of um, products at the entity level. And my purpose in this book is to explain that concept to managers so that they don't push their their own SEO team or agency to uh, just give them ranking reports that tell them the top 20 money terms. Mm. Uh, they need to know where do they stand at the whole entity level compared to their competitors. Mm. So I found uh, that fairly easy to um, explain to the managers that I've worked for and they were very supportive and um, therefore um, I've presented reports that use these concepts. Hmm. Well, very interesting. And one of the things you, you mentioned at the beginning here, and I know this, this comes up in the book a lot, is that there's this ignorance that surrounds SEO. Um, you do maybe you know, like it's evolved over time. I think 
more more and more people have at least heard of SEO, but that, still that that ignorance persists. So it's as you mentioned, it's understandable. Um, they're not going to get into the into the weeds like we might, but you know, there's a misalignment that you talk about. I've heard other SEOs talk about this between the investment in SEO and the potential return for it. So you'll, you'll see, I think in your book, you have a tweet from somebody who's somebody who was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars per month on Google ads, but balked at the idea of spending $10,000 per month on, on SEO. And so this ignorance has this, like you're, you're, you're not investing enough in a source that could be a huge revenue generator for your business uh, because of some, some sort of ignorance. I wonder if, if you, if I could get your take on this, like how, where does that uh, mix up occur? How, how, how do the, how do people get uh, misaligned where they're spending? I mean, they, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on ads, but they're spending, you know, they, they're balking at spending tens of thousands of dollars on SEO, which could be a huge revenue source for them. A key difference between North America and Australia, in my experience, has been that SEO is really within the marketing silo. I've been in a couple of companies where it used to be before my time, so I've not seen that transition. But for whatever reason, Australians don't seem to put SEO in the marketing silo, which is why that's one reason why uh, SEO may not get the budget that it needs. Uh, whereas their counterparts in PPC um, will happily spend a few million dollars every month and they can justify it um, to senior management. That money is no problem. But I've been in situations uh, a few years ago now where a simple tool like uh, Majestic or uh, Screaming Frog had to be justified. Wow. And sometimes the manager would throw a completely ridiculous requirement and say, well, how much money would we make if we bought this tool? And I had to shake my head and kind of um, try and get an answer because I needed the tool. Yeah. So I have had these uh, situations simply because of where SEO sits in the company. And mm. in book three, I try and address that by saying that the SEO team really needs a champion in the C-suite yeah. and call them a chief web officer, a chief webmaster, whatever you want to call them, but please get them a seat up there because um, in reality, the website is not run by one uh, group of people. It's a collective effort and sometimes they're not talking to each other. Uh, engineering might build the website to their concept of best practices, which may have nothing to do with search friendliness. They might be fixated on security. And mm -hmm. if they're coming in from that angle, uh, perhaps they're using a platform that's great for security. Um, and as an example, um, we, I work for a company, I'm not going to mention names, but um, our company has a constant risk of being scraped. Mm. And therefore, they use a kind of firewall tool that stops um, anyone from fetching too many pages too quickly, which is a standard approach. Mm. 
Right. Therefore, SEO needs to make sure that um, they're not going to block not just Google, but some other tools that we use. So we have to come up with a little solution that needs a special string to be passed on to the tool. And that allows um, the site to be measured. But it doesn't mm. work when I want to use some completely random tool that you read about um, that's trying to analyze your site and that tool simply cannot uh, access the site. So mm. we work in companies where um, security is another concept which may not be physical security, but it might be access to um, the server. And mm. I was in a company where the SEO team um, had to purchase a laptop using an expense account, get its own ADSL connection mm. to the outside world because the network was locked down so badly, or so well, I should say, badly for the SEO. So we had to operate in secret um, so that uh, we could uh, check our own website from the outside wow. or run these tools that might need um, certain ports to be opened on the network that our security people were just not interested in uh, making an exception for SEO. Uh, they were protecting um, the company in their view. So. Wow. As a result of this, SEO has a much harder time getting the budget um, yeah. and an ear at the right level. That's really smart. Yeah, I think that's that's spot on. Out of curiosity, where does SEO reside in Australia? Is that in marketing? Is just kind of its own silo in Siberia? Or where do they exist in the org chart? Um, best uh, label for it is product. So when I worked at banks, the so-called online banking team was a part of the product team. So you'd have the retail banking, which okay. were the bricks and mortars stores, and you had online banking that owned the website. And SEO sat in the online banking team. Or when I worked for an insurance company, there was a similar structure. It was in the insurance product uh, silo. Marketing mm. was separate. And even today, I sit in a product um, yeah, right. Wow. Hmm. Well, very interesting. And then the other thing, uh, getting to the book itself, you have a chapter that's about, uh, I think the title of the chapter is something like hiring the right mix, uh, or managing an in-house SEO team and, and hiring the, hiring the right mix. This is something we're all talking about right now here in, in SEO agency land is trying to hire people, trying to retain people. Um, one of the things it seems to me that accidental SEO managers might not realize is there's a supply and demand problem. There, there's not enough people with these skills in SEO for the amount of demand that there is. And so I, I'm curious if, if you could share with us some of your, your approaches and some of the things that you would want to share to somebody who may not know this, like maybe, maybe wouldn't understand that there just aren't that many SEOs who are worth it. Uh, and so getting one is really hard. I've, uh, try to describe um, a well-funded company that has the resources to hire more than one person because mm -hmm. then you can get the right mix of people. Mm -hmm. So I've said that 
if you're a smaller company, you need an all-rounder. Mm -hmm. And elsewhere in the book, I talk about the different kinds of SEO that exist out there. And you need to find the right kind of person with the right background. Mm -hmm. They might have done SEO for law offices. They might have worked just for travel or adult, some specific niches that uh, may not work. Um, they may not have the knowledge to operate effectively in your company. So if you are getting just one person, then you have to be very careful. Mm. Um, I've been in companies where I've had five SEOs. Mm. Um, and the company I'm thinking of had three from the agency sitting uh, next to us every day. And two were um, permanent staff members. In that structure, we had a senior technical SEO, mm -hmm. a junior SEO, and then we had the three from the agency that they selected. So I didn't have titles for them, but effectively one looked after links, one looked after content, and one was a strategist. Mm. So you have to make do sometimes based on who you have, um, and slowly mold that team into uh, the right titles. Um, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. So the other side, so that's, that's kind of managing in-house. The other way that it could be for the accidental SEO manager is they end up managing an agency, a vendor relationship. So one of the things that uh, you know, I've been doing this for since 2007, so we're 15 years now, um, there's no barrier to entry to becoming an SEO. And so it's not like a doctor or, or a lawyer where you have to get accreditations. And there's a lot of agencies that aren't doing good work. And so this, this becomes a challenging job, I think, to, to not know about SEO. And then you're trying to, to weed through agencies who, who are doing substandard work or, or aren't, aren't going to get good results. And so uh, this is where I think the book could really help out. Um, you have this section where you give a sense of price uh, scope, uh, the sorts of specializations that exist, but generally for someone who is accidentally managing an SEO agency, what, what tips do you have to hold that agency accountable? I've been in two companies um, where they've had an external agency um, in-house. And in one of them, I had the luxury of helping to write the um, RFP, RFQ. Uh. I made sure that um, I just wanted to know their actual performance. Um, I wasn't interested in uh, the brand names that they worked for. That meant very little to me. I wanted to know the kinds of challenges that they had solved and how they would approach these challenges, uh, especially in our context. Uh, had they done any work um, for insurance companies, as it was in that case. Mm -hmm. If not, uh, what was the closest match that they could um, um, describe? Had they worked with uh, project management software that most large company, companies use, such as Atlassian's Jira, which is fairly common in Australia, being an mm -hmm. Australian company? So I asked questions like that. And then I 
ask them to bring their technical SEO to that first meeting. Mm. I didn't want to listen too much to the um, the salesperson uh, because they would say the things that they thought we wanted to hear, whereas I wanted to assess them, um, their technical capabilities. That's a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, here's, here's the last one for you. Uh, in several instances, you mentioned that SEO practitioners should buy this book for their managers. So not, not for themselves, but for their managers. At the beginning part of that book, there are some just kind of one-on-one SEO uh, tips and strategies. Take us through that. What, what would an SEO manager find in those early stages of that book that could help them just understand the, the, the department that they're managing? Um, as with many such books, um, the SEO manager is going to read the book, not because they picked it up on the book shelf. <laughs> I suspect they might not. Therefore, I want the SEO uh, to read it. And I've had that feedback already that uh, there are some SEOs who are going to show it, uh, <laughs> recommend it to their managers uh, and in Canada and I'm sure in other countries as well. I start the book or uh, early in the book, I say, what is SEO and what isn't SEO? So what isn't right. SEO is the larger part of the chapter. Um, and I want them to remember some of these labels. They, I don't want them to memorize it. I just want them to scan through the table of contents and try and memorize some of these labels such as doorway pages, uh, keyword density, uh, cheap links, article directories. Uh, some of these may not come, um, may not be presented to a larger company, but a small, medium, small to medium-sized business may get pitches from wannabe SEO agencies, uh, possibly in other countries, and they need to know instantly that this submission isn't even worth looking at because of what they've presented. Yeah. And um, I'll give an example of a pitch that a large company received uh, and was rejected. They did a presentation and someone, this is presentation to build a new website. Someone in the audience asked the question, okay, so what does your mobile version look like? And they just had a blank look that completely forgotten to address mobile. And I was the external consultant to that company. And I said, well, this is bad. Yeah. They have done a website design entirely based on desktop and they've forgotten mobile. This is yeah. not even 10 years ago when mobile yeah. was there. Uh, so um, I want these managers to be aware of things like ranking, um, and what are ranking factors? I tell them I'm not going to give you the 200 ranking factors because um, you don't need to worry about all of them. The book covers many of these things, and if you read the book, uh, you'll know the, the important um, ranking factors. I want them to know about the different kinds of hats, black hats, gray hats, white hats, and so on, uh, why audits are really important, um, why they need to engage an external 
consultant, even if they have an in, in-house team, you need a second opinion. Um, so agencies and consultants are really uh, important in my book. Uh, not literally the book, but <laughs> in my experience, I've really enjoyed working alongside agencies because they have their top operators uh, and you can talk to them at that um, uh, SEO to SEO level that you may not yeah. be able to, if you've only got a junior person in your own team, uh, it's really good to have someone who takes a keen look at you from the outside and sometimes they come up with some really good content. So I talk about audits and um, what is strategy, um, yes. what about implementing the strategy, um, the different types of SEOs that you have, whether they are solo SEOs, self-employed SEOs, or employee SEOs. So the book provides them with lots of terminology that will help them to understand this whole thing that is SEO. I love it. Well, very good. And um, I will I will also recommend to all SEO practitioners out there, get this book for, for two reasons. It will help uh, get you a champion in, in the C-suite, and it could help you... Uh, to, to really be, you know, if you're doing good work, you want to be held accountable. So it's very good to, to have that, uh, that acknowledgement. If people are looking for it, Ash, where can they go to find it? I got it on Kindle. Uh, where else should, should people go? There's a website. Um, well, they'll definitely get it um, on accidental manager, accidental SEO manager.com and on Amazon. So there are links on the website. I don't sell the book personally, but Amazon sells it paperback and Kindle or ask your local library to order one. Uh, I'd love that. Awesome. And I'll also point out on, on that website, you can see the, the future books too. So the, 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 the two that are coming up down the road. So outstanding. Um, if people want to connect with you to learn more, what's your favorite social media? What's the best way to get in touch with you? I'm on LinkedIn. Easy to find. There's only one of me in the whole world <laughs> and on Facebook. Um, oh. I'm connected to many of the SEO groups that exist on Facebook. So please connect and um, um, I'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, this has been a, a real pleasure and congratulations on the book. Um, I'm going to give you a virtual cheers for now. And uh, for everyone watching, we'll be back next week with another episode of Sudden Search. Thanks, Ash. Thank you. Thank you.